Welcome to Time Out with Troy on 101.9 FM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number four of Time Out with Troy. I am your host, Troy Langstaff, and today we have a very special guest, one of my very good friends and video editor at Sportsnet, John Spot. And John, thanks for joining me. Troy, it's a blessing to be here. Shout out to Kingston, the Frontenac, right? Is the Frontenac? Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out to Queens. All right. That's real nice, John. Um, anyway. On today's show, John and I are going to sit down. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. I want to bring up my predictions. I'll own up to those predictions that I made last week. We'll get into the NFL awards, some MLB, NBA, and NHL as well. But first, and on this day in history, in 1990, John, when you and I were just just a couple of youngins, James Buster (laughs) Douglas knocks out Mike Tyson to win the World Heavyweight Boxing Crown. Oh, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) <laughs> I bet you do quite well. Uh, Mike um, Tyson, nice. That's a, that's a good fun fact. Thanks, John. Um, but before we get started into any sports news today, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and you know how you got to where you are today? Well, it's not very exciting, but like you, at one point, I uh, I I did a couple years of broadcasting school and. You know, just always loved sports, mainly basketball and baseball and whatever else. And, uh, you know, I've done my fair share of stuff. I've called games for York University. And then uh, now I'm working. Now I'm working at Sportsnet as a uh, as a video editor and uh, putting in the work, getting the time. And awesome. Well, John, last week on the show. I, I made some Super Bowl predictions. I'm upset. Ooh. I'm 0-3 in football. I took the Kansas City Chiefs by oh, thirty no. by score of 34-24. to 24. And, okay. of course, they got blown out and didn't even score a touchdown. No, three field goals. Why did you pick the Chiefs? Um, with that high-flying offense, of course, John, led by Patty Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Did you just say Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Wow, that is a high-flying offense. <laughs> um, but I've learned my lesson not to bet against Tom Brady, or at least predict against Tom Brady. You've only had about, you know, 10 other occasions to learn that. And three of them yeah. would have been right, so that's okay. Yeah, only three of them. Like you said, seven and three in the Super Bowls, five MVPs. And I also mentioned last week that I could spend an entire show okay, simply talking about Tom Brady tom brady statistics this guy has more rings than any other franchise in nfl history it's more it's the most in history who's got what's the what's the who's i'm assuming the packers have six or something right the packers the packers are up there but the patriots the patriots have have six so they only won theirs with tom tommy boy correct the cowboys are also up there steelers But right. Brady's number one on the list. All right. I remember seeing that stat, but I just wanted to. Oh, you know, I just wanted to ask what teams. Um, yeah, that's that's a I don't blame you for making that prediction. Seemed like a lot of people are going that way. But I think a lot of people also miss 
uh, just took the the Bucks defense for granted. Uh, for granted, yeah. I um, was one of those people, and um, not that anyone. I don't think anyone really took Tom Brady for granted. I think most people thought it was going to be like a pretty, pretty good shootout between him and Mahomes. But uh, and I don't think anyone really expected, like when in the fourth quarter when we were seeing Mahomes getting like rushed, like every single, it seemed like it was like every play he had to like yeah. scramble and then run like 20 yards back and then make some like stupid pass where he's parallel to the ground. Um, it seemed like he had to do that every single, I don't think anyone was expecting that. Like everyone I was at, I was at Sportsnet that night and everyone's like, Oh my goodness, like what the heck's happening? And then, I mean, other words, but we're used, but you know what I mean? Like everyone was kind of like, well, amazed. that's just, that's just what he does. I don't know what else. That's that's him. I, I, think I know I it's what he does. The other day, he he wrote he ran almost for four hundred or five hundred yards, like while in the I guess scrambling. I guess not in the pocket, but while scrambling to make a play. Yeah, it, it kind of makes you wonder how sustainable that is for a full career. I got to be honest. Well, we'll see. It's only his third full season. It's actually incredible too. When his first season went to the AFC Championship. And lost to Brady. Oh, that, that was his Super first. Bowl. Yeah, that was his first full season as quarterback. Yeah, and then right. last year I won the Super Bowl, and then that was the D Ford offside. That first that loss in the AFC. Yeah, look at that. But anyways, okay, <laughs> that's that. Yeah, exciting. Um, it, yeah, into some NFL awards now, John. We're not going to list them all here, but because most of them were pretty. Um, expected with you know Aaron Rodgers MVP Derrick Henry offensive player of the year but the one that I there's two of them that I want to mention we'll start with the Mm -hmm. defensive player of the year Aaron Donald it's his third defensive player of the year award he got 13 and a half sacks 28 QB hits four forced fumbles this year and I was talking to you earlier you know before the show about how there was some public outcry specifically in Pittsburgh in regards to TJ Watt and these guys play different positions, but a lot of the Steelers fans were a little upset because he put up better numbers than Donald. And, you know, I, I'm not, a, I don't know. I don't have much knowledge, I guess, on positions or defensive positions, but TJ Watt, right. I read from the, you know, Instagram comments and Twitter replies that TJ Watt and Aaron Donald play two totally different positions and it's a lot harder for Donald to put up big numbers. So that's maybe right. why his performance you know right yeah why it might not look so great on the stat sheet is what you're saying yeah pittsburgh fans are kind of like that to be honest they're going to complain about just about anything and with the state of their pittsburgh pirates i can't really blame them um (laughs) so uh yeah i mean but aaron donald's like consensus like even if the stats aren't there it's kind of like mike trout where it's like each year it's um his name's in there no matter what it's his name's in there no matter what but it's also universally known that yeah mike trout's just the most valuable player and aaron donald it seems like it's kind of universally known like he's just kind of like the best defensive player like yeah the guy's an I think, animal i think you could also say the same with lebron and mvp yeah i mean it's a little bit that's that gets a little a little bit more controversial but there's, well, there's definitely from that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. But the, yeah, no, but I know what you mean, where it's like, there's just these guys that, you know, they're, they, every year, it's just like, yeah, those are your, 
they're kind of like the guys, if you will. And uh, yeah, they're always going to be the most valuable to their team. Exactly. Um, the second award that I want to talk about was the comeback player of the year. Alex Smith, the quarterback of the Washington Redskins, was without a doubt the front runner well, for this award. Washington it football was, team. Sorry. Or, excuse me. The Washington football team. But yeah, I don't know if there was many other players in the running for this. And we'll take a look back at, at his history here. A quick recap. All the way back in November 2018, he broke his leg, a spiral and compound fracture of his fibula right. and tibia. Um, it's actually super interesting that 33 years to the day, uh, on the day that um, he broke his leg, Joe right. Theismann broke his leg in a career-ending injury, mm. also playing for Washington. Smith um, almost died from it? Yeah, he almost died from an, an infection in one of the oh. uh, earlier surgeries. He had a total of 17 surgeries. There was fear that he might lose his leg, and then there was fear that he might die. Oh, I remember. So, like, sorry, I remember seeing the injury, and, like, it was obviously, like, everyone was, like. It was pretty gruesome. It was, yeah, it's pretty gross. And um, sorry, I don't know if that's a good word to use for it, but it is. It, it was, it's, a, it's really tough yeah. to watch. But, um, I, I, yeah, I didn't even know. I knew it was crazy that he came back because from just just the play, when you see something like that happen, like that'd be really hard to even ever think to play sports again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, fast forward a a year and a half and he was cleared for football activity in August of 2020. And then he returned to the field in a game in October 2020. And then this past season, he took over as starter in week 10. Right. So you see lots of stories about how players injuring, you know, any certain body part and doctors are like, oh, yeah, you might not even walk again. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, they're playing. Yeah. But that was a case here with Alex Smith. And then he made six starts this year with Washington, won the last five en route to an NFC East championship for losing a wildcard weekend against the Bucks. But this was, you know, the one NFL award that was pretty well locked in. Amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, even if he didn't play that well, which, you know, I don't think he was spectacular, but at the end of the day, like, that guy needs to get recognized for something because that is insane Definitely. what he went through and the fact that he actually came back to play. And, you know, whether or not he played the greatest or not, he still took Washington, like, Washington still made the playoffs. So it's more than. Yeah, with a. It's more than the Cowboys can say. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that NFC Boom. East division was pretty, pretty brutal. They, I think they made what they made yeah. the playoffs with a seven and nine record or something. But anyways, yeah, one of the a, worst records to win division. Good story. Ever. No, yeah, no. Regardless, yeah. Moving on to MLB, John. Um, mm. Big story here that you want to talk about: Trevor Bauer signing with the Dodgers, the reigning NL Cy Young winner, signed a three-year, one hundred and two million dollar contract. Your thoughts on that? Uh, wow. It's in, in, well, so the years is actually fine. It's the per year of, I think it rounds up to about 40. What is it? It's 40 something million per year. He, he, I think the first year he's getting about 40. The second year he's getting 42 or vice versa. And then it's 20. Yeah. It's a, it's an option or something in the, in the third year. Right. So, but we're still talking about a guy like I know last year um is shortened season. So it's yeah, really hard to lot. 
it's hard to put it in perspective, but like other than last year and then 2018, his numbers are like pretty middle of the road. He's and um like looking at it, it's just it blows my mind that he still got that kind of money. And the fact that so comparing this, like taking this to the Blue Jays, where there was some hype online about him. It was mostly Randall Gritchick tweeting, which I don't think Randall Gritchick's voice holds much weight in the Blue Jays organization, <laughs> but um, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not there, but um, it was basically him really pulling for him. And I know most Jays fans were like, please, like, just don't like Blue Jays, don't give your money to this guy. Like, we just don't want to root for him because of yeah him online and yeah uh, i wanted to bring that up yeah i mean he's his twitter presence his twitter presence but he also just seems like a his personality like as a whole doesn't seem great in like the clubhouse not a great locker room guy as they say yeah (laughs) and like like even going back to 2016 in the playoffs um him getting injured before a playoff game because he was flying his drone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you you remember this? Yes. Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Like this guy is clearly he's, he kind of thinks for himself and it's, it shows it is, uh, it's not a very team oriented idea, which I, I guess in baseball doesn't matter too much, but you know, there's, certain personalities when you're with these guys because they play 162 games right so like you're with them all the time every day and you kind of have to be careful about who you bring in and out of that environment so um yeah i just don't know if he's a kind of guy you would want especially in the jays kind of younger team but um anyways point being that the money he got insanity and the fact that he got more than a guy like Hyunjin Ryu kind of blows my mind because Ryu has been consistently better for more time and you know I'm just kind of happy that the Jays didn't shell out that kind of cash for him and uh yeah I mean the but like looking at the numbers like uh in the Dodgers rotation I think they could kind of afford to do something like this where Oh yeah, definitely being a huge, you know, a big name team from LA. Yeah. And speaking of that rotation, I wanted to point yeah. out that if you're a casual baseball fan, you'll know at least four of the five names in the starting rotation for the Dodgers. Right. Um doing my research here said that, you know, if David Price comes back, it'll be Kershaw, Ferris Bueller, Walker Bueller. Uh, Trevor Bauer, Price, and Julio Urias. Um, but that's insane on paper. But who knows if it'll, yeah, translate I think that, to on-field success. And I also think that the Dodgers probably will want to shop Price to see if there's any team that's willing to just take mostly his salary. But at the same time, yeah. he's kind of it's a tough sell. But anyways, but what I mean by Bauer because like you mentioned the rotation and why that you can kind of afford to have a guy like Bauer where like you already have big names like Kershaw and Bueller and then of course like in their lineup you got guys like Bellinger and um, Betts 
Um, so he's going to slide in kind of right in there. And it's a, you know, if it was the Jays doing it, it'd be a kind of different, mostly because I have my own personal stake in it. But at the same time, <laughs> um, but if the Jays did it, it's like you'd want him. He's going to be leading your rotation now with Ryu and um, which I don't think you should want because he's been so inconsistent for so many years. And like a team like the Jays and um, and you don't have as many big names, but, you know, I guess the yeah. Dodgers can afford to do it. Contract's ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> All right. That being said, <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> Seems like you've had enough of that one. Um, in NBA yeah. news, there's been a lot of all-star game drama going on the last you know week or so with a lot of players voicing their opinions on the NBA all-star game and um, how they don't think it makes sense to even hold one with all the COVID restrictions that are going to be in place. It's the all-star game schedule for the for next month in Atlanta. And normally it'd be like a whole weekend worth of events of events. And they're planning on stuffing it into one day. I think the, mm. um, they're planning on having the, this came out yesterday. They're planning on having the, the uh, dunk slam contest? dunk contest yeah. in, at halftime of the all-star game, <laughs> yeah. which is a weird move. It's absurd. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I totally get every single. So what's ridiculous to me is that every single player has now came out and said, like anyone with a significant voice, except for Chris Paul, because he's the NBA PA. Uh, yeah. President. president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, except for him, because he has to stay kind of impartial in some things. Neutral and on the- yeah. And, but yeah, like Giannis, uh, LeBron, uh, there was someone else. I'm Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. Um, But they all have a, like, uh, De'Aaron Fox was the other one, sorry. Um, But they all have like such legitimate points where it's like, you got us locked down in our, in our rooms. We can only see family, like immediate family. And yet you want us to get together in close quarters like like all those players are gonna have their they're gonna have to have like masks off and stuff it's just like you're asking for trouble at that point and yet and you're trying to you're implementing all these protocols for these players i don't know it's it is weird especially like i said with all the COVID restrictions you're not even i think earlier in the season they weren't even letting guys you know jersey swap and all of a sudden you want to bring these guys from 30 different NBA teams to one city and then have them go all the way back to their own clubs just like two days later. Right. But it was funny. Also, when I was looking into this, the one guy that came out and said, we all know what it's, we all know what it's about. It's about the money was uh, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, yeah, one yeah, of, yeah. One right. of the more vocal guys in the league. You yeah. Know, came out right. and said what everyone was thinking. But that's a great point is like, Kawhi, you like you make the joke the vocal guys in the league but a guy that doesn't talk much he doesn't have much to say ever like i don't even know if he said anything during um like publicly anyways uh i can't remember but when the bucks boycotted the game and then the whole league in in august where yeah. they boycotted the games I don't know if he said much then and he's saying this now about the league. And so, yeah, it holds a lot of weight when a guy like that says it. Exactly. And it, it it shows you how ridiculous the idea is. And, um, 
I mean, I get why the NBA wants to do it, but at the same time, it's just like, it's such a dumb, it's such a bad look for a league that's tried to crack down on this. And especially with the Kevin Durant stuff last Friday, when he was, he was allowed to start or no, he wasn't allowed to start. He wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed to start, but he was allowed to play. And then they took him out mid game. It's just like, what's going on? Like, what are the protocols? What are you, what are you guys doing? And it's anyways, it's a hot mess. And it, it, that COVID stuff, also it it bleeds over i mean it bleeds over into everything but it is i think it just more than anything i think and it goes to literally everyone in the world is everyone just wants to have a little bit consistency with this sort of thing and yeah uh, and that's what the nba is really kind of lacking and the all-star game is the epitome of that where there's just no consistency to any of their rules and what what's being implemented and all that stuff you know but moving on with that, speaking of consistency, the Dallas Mavericks national anthem situation just came out or came out to the public, you know, a couple of days ago. Yeah, Mark that, Cuban came out and said some yeah, stuff. Yeah, the owner of the Mavericks said that they weren't, they hadn't been playing the national anthem ahead of any of their preseason or regular season games up to a couple of days ago. And then the commissioner, Adam Silver, just said that you know you you have to do it all of a sudden this it's come public and now there's a rule against them not playing it yeah that it, again just a really kind of it it's just a bad look for the nba again because it's another league that's been trying to force like it's it's encouraging players and teams to enforce change like encourage change and um you know uh stand for what you believe in all that stuff you know what i mean free speech and with something like this they've already been doing it and now they're stopping them because he said that he will never play it again and i get where the league kind of has to come in because that's such a big kind of i wouldn't say it's huge it's not a huge topic but it is it is taken seriously in the u.s yeah and so the it is something that he probably would have to talk with the owners and stuff. And so uh, moving on to hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Great transition. (laughs) Moving on, keeping with the the theme of, of drama um, in a game in the Carolina hurricanes, Columbus blue jackets game a few days ago, there was a, a little Mm. mishap with a no goal situation. There was Patrick line. was furious about this. Yeah. So Carolina scored a goal. <laughs> they reviewed it. Columbus challenged right. for offside. Right. The referees reviewed it. They went over the penalty box, put their headsets on. And then an off ice official in training came right. over the mic and said, he's onside. That's a good goal. He repeated right. it twice. This kid or this person isn't supposed to, to say anything not have an input their only job is to relay the video but they came on the mic and said that it was a good goal and the referees had been looking at it for not a long time so once the referees heard that they took the headsets off went to center ice said it's a good goal and then of course with the rules in the nhl columbus was penalized for a delay game penalty Mm. this was with a couple minutes left in the second period or less than two minutes left in the second period when the teams came back out for the third period, the penalty had been taken off the board because the right. officials realized that they had made a mistake. 
And then, of course, the Columbus bench was saying, well, that like this doesn't make sense. This is how often does this ever happen? Columbus was furious and saying, why not take the goal, you know, off the board? The referees and officials had discussed that at the intermission and they they just simply weren't allowed to do it. Anyways, this is such a big deal because Carolina went on to win the game by one, by goal. one goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, I, I remember because I remember seeing uh, it's uh, uh, Nick Felino, right? Or yeah, the captain of the Blue Jackets, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Felino and uh, Patrick Line, like rightfully furious about it because it is ridiculous what happened. And it's uh, again, just uh, for but this goes to a bigger issue that I have with replay and sport where there's some things like, okay, so the point of the replay is to get things right. Yeah. Why can't you be able to review everything? Like you want to be, the replay is for you to go back and change things. Why does that suddenly change when like it comes to certain rules or like, Oh, in like in baseball, um, like you can't review foul tips, I think it is, and then uh, I don't think you can review. If I remember correctly, it's uh, if the ball's in play or not. Or yeah, it's your story, um, buddy. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm trying to. I just. I, I try, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember exactly where uh, the rules are in baseball. It's so complicated. There's too many rules in baseball. Uh, but uh, but there's I mean, what I'm, my point is, is that there's certain things that you can and can't review still, which just doesn't even make sense to me. Like you got the review in place. Why can't you just change things, change anything? Like if you so in in basketball. OK, <laughs> say, say gather, your th- gather your thoughts here, John. <laughs> OK, so say say James Harden is fouled. He's okay. called for a foul. Nick Nurse is furious per usual. So he's like, no, I'm challenging that. He wasn't fouled. Boucher had his arms straight up. There was he wasn't in the way. There was no blocking, whatever. Um they go back, review it. It shows that Boucher did not foul him, but at the same time, Harden stuck his foot out. <laughs> no, stuck his leg out and put his knee okay, into it. Can his I head. can I interrupt you for a sec? Sure. You know when you're writing an essay and you're not really thinking about what you're saying <laughs> and you're just typing words down and then you don't review it and you submit it? I think that's what's going on here. I know what you mean. Okay, but quickly. He puts his leg up and he hits he hits Boucher in the chest. What the refs can do is they can say, yeah, that was overturned. That's not a foul on Boucher. But they can't call the foul on Harden, even though he clearly fouled him. Right. That shouldn't happen. You should be able to call a foul on Harden, even though you missed it before. Like, and th- this goes to to the hockey point is like, um, I get there was a bit of a, it's a little bit more complicated, but they should be able to like get it right. Like the point of the replay is to get it right. Go back and. So change. in a too long, didn't read version of that <laughs> is review more often to get the call right. 
review anything if you're going to have that review in. And I mean, okay. there needs to be restrictions on how many you can review. But you yeah. I mean? And going back to your baseball point, baseball games are already eight hours long. So if you go review everything. Yeah, but I'm saying review any of the rules. I think there should be restrictions on how much you can review because I think reviews delay games, especially in basketball uh, and in hockey, too. Uh, but we're a bit more used to it in hockey. Uh, yeah, but yeah, as much as in of an extent. It, in baseball and basketball. I know what you mean. Yeah, the, but they need to like I, I there needs to be a restrictions on how many she can review and stuff, but any rule should be reviewable is my point. All right. There. Type it, Got tweet there. it, send it. Yeah, exactly. Send okay, it well. You know what, John? With uh you going on that tangent, we've run out of time, but <laughs> I will end it with another on this day in history to, you know, break break that big spiel all the way back in 1973 the philadelphia 76ers lose their 20th nba game in a row rest in peace rest in peace 73 76ers anyways like i said that's all time we have john i really appreciate you coming on it's one heck of a time i appreciate being able to go off on a tangent for 50 minutes hey you're welcome you're welcome here anytime this is a safe place thanks troy